Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How much does a, a fart in a jar go for? I have no idea. I'm I from recollection I'm thinking $30 she sells them for like she farts in and quickly seals them yeah. sends them off and people are like oh that's a, that's a lovely brand meaty isn't it I, oh god oh there's corn in that one <laughs> It's been a it's been a while, hasn't it? Well, yeah, and we've we wrapped up our season three, thinking we'd go into season four pretty fast, but things happened. Things happened. I got COVID. Oh, I got COVID. You got COVID. <laughs> the world got COVID. I mean, the world already had COVID, but Australia went crazy with COVID. You get a COVID. You get a COVID. You get a COVID. Yeah, everyone got COVID. So (laughs) that's what you get for letting it rip. It ripped. Let it rip, I say. Just let it rip. Um, It certainly did. Look, if you've just joined us, this is Chickstree, the podcast about chicks in history. If you're joining us for the first time, we recommend you go back and listen from episode one. Otherwise, this will make no, no, just joking. You know, it'll always, you can go from anywhere, really, and you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it all. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we talk about women, other times we talk about chick. And if we talk about men, you better be a bloody good one. Yeah, and if we talk about men, yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Consider yourself lucky and consider yeah. yourself lucky. Okay. Consider yourself one of the family. family. Yeah, because you have to be pretty easygoing too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just a little bit of Marcel the Shell with shoes on. If you haven't watched Marcel the Shell, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, we both could not highly le- recommend it. Go and watch it. It's so good. It's on YouTube. It just type in Marcel the Shell with shoes on, and you will not be disappointed. Make sure you start at the first video. Yes, you do have to start at the first video for that one. Absolutely. uh, We promise you, if you see it, DM us what you think of it because we have not shown anyone that video that hasn't absolutely gone. Oh, oh my God. That is yep. the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. So we are, uh, we beg you to prove us wrong. Speaking of cute. Oh, got a new addition, haven't you? Got a new addition to the family. And um, I'd like to say thank you for your uh, name suggestion, mm. little Peggy. It was a good one. Peggy, what were you thinking of? I had a couple. I had I had looked at my list this morning. I had um, I had Fern. I had Fern's a good name. Fernie. And I and I had Dusty. Dusty's weird. And I, I had know. Tilda. Tilda. Okay, they're all good, but Peggy is the best. But when Peggy you said Pete, Peggy, I was like, that is it. It's Peggy. Peggy the so Peggy and Pete. The Peggy and Pete. The pair complete. Oh. <laughs> um. I just set up her Instagram. 
It's oh, good. Along Came po- Peggy. Oh, good. Peggy, that's the movie. So yeah, see Along there. Came Peggy. We'll ha- all have to follow that. Everyone listening, please yes. follow Along Came Peggy. You won't yeah. be disappointed. And if you haven't already followed Sissy underscore Sissy, then please do. You please won't be do. disappointed there either. Uh, absolutely. And you better bloody be following it, us on Instagram as well because we never post. No, we hardly ever do. We're useless. We're old women like that. We are useless. If if there's anyone listening who's young and wants to do our social media, I mean. Please do. We will pay you with dog cuddles and. um, Smiles. Smiles. Yeah, that's it. What more do you need? That's right. I know, right? Oh, Oh, she's pulling a plant over. So, look, we might. There might be a few interruptions today, um, but we'll try as best we can to keep things moving along and be professional mm, as possible. You're all, you're a, you're just entering a whole world of pain. Oh God, <laughs> she's already I, pulling a plant over. I kind of forgot. Although she had a really good night last night, she slept in her cage all night. Oh, that's good. She only woke up a couple of times, did a few little like, and then I went, "I'm here," and she was, just went back to sleep. Oh, that's good. You know, I've got another friend who's about to get a puppy and mm-hmm. the breeder is sending her messages about him all the time. She just sent this thing that said, Henry had a really good dinner and then went to the back door and rang the bell to be let out to do a wee and he came back in and got rewarded for it. Doing well. And she's like, and I'm like, what kind of breeder is this? Like, she's, you're coming, she's coming, he's coming all trained up. Trained up. That's in, that's incredible. A bell at the back door and he tells you when he needs to do a tinkle. That's incredible. Because I, I mean, if you've got any tips for toilet training, I forget. It's been eight years since I had to do it with Pete. Yeah, yeah. I don't have puppies often because I foster so much, but yeah, and they're normally already um, trained. But yeah. Um, if anyone has got tips, I, I just remember p- um, puppy pee pads yeah. and tapping them going quick, 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 quick and yeah. and rewarding them when they do wee on it and absolutely ignoring them when they don't. Exactly. Yeah, that's And that's really losing your shit when they're outside and they're doing it. And properly. they're doing it, exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. done a few little accidents inside, which is, look, it's to be expected. Yeah. But um, your landlord must be so happy. I've removed... Yeah, no, we're fine. I've, it's, I'm all floor, it's all floorboards, so it's all good. Oh, good. And I've pulled up all my rugs, so there's mm. none of that. I'm not going to even entertain that idea. Yeah, of no. Having rugs in the house and no. it, her weeing and pooing on my rugs, so they're gone. Don't even go, entertain it. Yeah, just get rid of them for a while. Otherwise, yeah. you'll use them as exactly. a pee pad. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want that confusion. We've all had that confusion. Oh, but it's just there's nothing better than a new puppy that smells the like smell, wheat mix. The oh smell God. is, a, like if you could bottle that, oh I would buy God. it. Yes. God, maybe that's an idea. Yeah. Well, you know, if puppy someone can bottle their vagina <laughs> in a candle, then we can put a fucking puppy smell in a jar. Better than a fart in the jar, isn't it? Save gas, fart in your jar. Have you seen that TikTok where the girl farts in a jar and then she yeah. smells it? She wants to really see if it if it yeah. if it works. Have you seen that girl who farts in a jar and sells her farts and she's oh. ended up in hospital from farting too much because no. she pushed, she pushed so hard and she started eating all these fibrous foods and all these doing all these things to make her gassy and she ended up in hospital sick. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is the most disgusting fetish. But oh god! I mean, you know what? It's not the most disgusting. There are way more disgusting fetishes than that, and that's yeah. that. Well, good that, on her, I say. She's found a market, and she's bloody fart no, mate. Fart no. Fart no. Um, but she's pushed her a little bit too hard. And oh I mean, god! Yeah. Know, go easy. Farting is is a thing that every human does. Every actual, actually, every sentient being does it. I mean, oh, Jesus, hang on one sec. We're about oh, to. Oh, what's she doing? We're going to jump her. We're going to jump okay. her. What's that mean? No. No. You get stuck up there and you can't get down. God uh, bless. So what have you been doing? Give us the highlights package of, your, of the break because, God, it's been, it's been like a few months, three months. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. I said no to absolutely everyone. Mm. You and I had Christmas Day together with um, your mum, your brother and mm-hmm. your best friend mm-hmm. and that was just lovely. It was just really lovely and it was short and easy. Yeah, <laughs> it, was. it was just perfect. Um, and, you know, I was in bed by – nine o'clock on New Year's Eve and all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And then my poor elderly, elderly dog on New Year's Day at about 10 past 12, so Mm. pretty much midnight, Mm -hmm. had her first of a few seizures. Yeah, poor Bev's not being good. We've had a bit of a month and a half of pure, not hell, just Mm. stress and worry and um, mystery. Last week, I really thought I was going to have to put her down. And it was a really, really hard time because all my um, dogs, I've put a lot, I've put down a lot of dogs, as you know, yeah. they've all um, gone downhill really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. True. And yeah. the decision has been really easy to really make. Sweet. And yeah. you have this sense of um, calm because you know that you are putting them out of their misery yeah. and there is no help. Um, so it's really lovely, you know, if only we could do this for humans. But with Beverly, yeah. she has not gone downhill quick. Mm. She's had really small um, ill health and and then bounced back. Like we, yeah, thought, but, yeah. we thought, oh, this is it. And then she's Come and good she, again. She's comes. She comes good, and the vets are kind of been a bit of a band aiding. Um. Mm. Anyway, on Friday, she's still fine, but she has this eye, and it is not fine. And they just kept saying, "Just keep putting the ointment in it. Just keep putting the ointment." But the ointment was doing shit all. I've tried the, you know, all of mm. these different things. She has these seizures sometimes, which we don't know if they were the eye. We don't know if there's a tumour behind the eye on the brain. And I was like, you know what? I need to talk to the vet really sternly and say, can we have have a look at what this was happening? Like, do we need to put her under anaesthetic and give her an MRI to see what the brain is doing? Mm. I got this really lovely, like we have a great vet, you and I, and we share that vet with a few of our friends. And he is, he's so sexy, but you know what? He wasn't thorough enough with this and I got this lovely American girl on Friday at the same clinic Mm. and she really you know got in there unfortunately for Bev it was extremely painful she has to put this this dye in there and all this stuff to have a look at it it did not look good and she said she looks like she needs antibiotics but I'm not even going to prescribe them. I'm going to send you to the ophthalmologist, who she's actually been to before. Yeah, and so yeah. we sent her. I, we went there immediately the next day on a, an emergency um, visit appointment. Mm. And you know what? The, the 
the reason we went there last time was because she had these floating things in her eyes, which are really normal for old yeah. dogs. Well, they detach and mm. they go floating around the back of the eye and ulcerate the eye. So that's what's happened and it's ulcerated so badly. It's like, you know, and I said to the ophthalmologist, so is an ulcer like an ulcer like we get in our mouths? And he yeah. said, yeah. Oh, yeah. how painful. And he said she's got one in the middle of her eye and it's so big it's oh. damaged everything the retina is oh, gone the um iris is gone oh. like it's just eaten through everything and she's in a massive amount of pain and oh. he said to be honest and he thought he was letting me down yeah. he said I think the best thing would be to remove it. I said, remove it. Yeah, yeah. Remove it. Yeah, I said, because you know what? She's good. She's a good dog. She's yeah. happy. Yeah. She's got a bit of kidney disease, which is so slow moving that, yeah. you know, she's got ages before that's going to get her. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. He goes, there's nothing else wrong with it. He said, she will be fine. She will adjust so quickly. Yeah. Um, and so he said, it really will be the best thing. So he, I said, when? And he goes, Monday, Monday morning, get her straight in. So we're doing it tomorrow. She's going to be a one-eyed monster and she's going to be beautiful and we might even get her an eye patch. I don't know, probably not. Let's get her a patch. She might have to wear a pirate eye patch until it heals. She probably will. But it's amazing how quick dogs heal from those kind of things as well. She's going to feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll feel so much. That must be, like you said, causing so many other issues for her. And how, I mean, God, we've all had an ulcer in our mouth. Imagine having that. It's so, that would be so painful. So painful. And you know, the the vet said, like, just having that around, because her eye has sulked. It, it's bulged in one section and it's sunk, sunk. in another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's moving around in there and there's all these blood vessels now going there that are full because they are trying to help. That's yeah. what they were explaining to me. Yeah. And they said, look, just having that there, it's so close to the mouth and the jaw mm-hmm. that she wouldn't want to eat because of that some days, like the of pain, course. the headache yeah. she's got. So anyway, Bev's on opiates right now. She <laughs> is as high as a kite. Yes, Beverly and you know living her best life. You know how I know she's going to be okay after this surgery because she fucking fights even an opiate. Yeah, she will not go down without <laughs> trying to stand up and go. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm walk around I'm, for a bit. Now just, I've got to sit down. I've now I'm to, good. I'm good. And her legs, her poor little legs, splay <laughs> out below. And she's like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I can't stand. My dad don't understand what I can't stand. <laughs> and I, I'm just gonna lie here for a minute. And then she gets, <laughs> you know, up. and she's up. And then she goes on the nod, like she's yeah. on the opiates, like proper heroin. I've just had a hit. And she goes, the head starts to go down, and oh, the eyes no. start to close. And then she goes, oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and then it happens all over again. I'm like, oh, babe. Let it go. And that's how when I told the vet that, he was like, this is the best news. Like she's a fighter. And I said she jumps out of um, anaesthetic. Every vet that's like removed teeth and remember she had Lorraine on her chest, that cyst. Every time they say, oh, my God, she comes bouncing out of anaesthetic. never seen anything like it. And I'm like, oh, I know, she's a goer. She's got things to do. Siggy's to smoke. Yes. (laughs) Pokey's to pull. (laughs) <laughs> Kalua and milks to drink. <laughs> um, to, de- to neck. Shandy's <laughs> oh, to cheer. God, any God, I've watched so much stuff I don't even know where to start to even give anyone any kind of recos. But yeah. all I'll say is Tinder Swindler, 
oh, my God, um, there's a lot of commentary around the victim blaming of that and, God, those mm. women should have known better and, you know, God, it's why so did they just to give? blame the victims, isn't it? Yeah, like why did they give give that money? Like, I mean, yeah. And if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's yeah. It's a it's a man basically doing a Ponzi scheme, using women as his investors, other women mm. to pay for other women's lifestyles, and so it's this vicious circle. It's actually quite brilliant, I have to say. It's, he's yeah, right. really smart thought about this, and it's smart, but. It got caught, though. Has he been caught? He's been right, caught. He's not that smart then. But no, no, he only serves like six months in jail. Oh, and he's, so he's never just going to start again. Yeah, he's still. Um, Facebook have just banned him again, and he's still on Instagram. I did see all of his Instagram accounts. There was like, yeah, I saw at least twenty yes. in a in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but watch the, that. the idiot keeps using the same handle. And just the with same different photo. underscores. Yeah, it's like he's not that smart, <laughs> fucking idiot. But he's he's smart enough because he's still going. He's still going, and you but know, you know what? Netflix is huge, and that means that a lot of people have seen this, and that's why the the women who the the both the I think there's yeah three two or three women at the centre of it who are kind of the focus of it, mm. who end up you know getting rorted. You know, one woman's like half a million dollars. That she has to pay back. She to has who? To, to the to the she's got loans out for him and credit oh, cards. Shit, right. And anyway, it's um yeah. Have you watched anything it's, of note? I've started watching The Gilded Age on Paramount oh, Plus, yeah. and I'm just loving it. Okay, like I'm really loving it. I Tell wish it was all that, there. Though. I hate one weekly things. You hate the wait. Even though they're probably a good thing for me because I do binge everything at once and then have nothing. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, it's so good. Like it's kind of Downton Abbey but mm-hmm. it's the American version mm-hmm. and of, of the actual Gilded Age, which I don't know why. I'm thinking why do I find this so fascinating? It's because it's early New York and I have a, I've always had an obsession with New York yeah. um, and this is such an interesting way like it's it's the upper class of New York in the beginning what time and frame are we talking when is 18, the 18 I think 1860s I think it's oh, 18 something yep. okay but it's the people that first kind of came over on the Mayflower um right which is I think they came from that's when they came from England and they kind of had that um not royalty but regal set of people starting and then it's kind of watching the new money and old money Mm -hmm. um come up and just it's really I think they must have really good consultants on the show because it's really showing how old money just the little things they can tell new money immediately. So they fought and really like they were, what do you call it? Like they were harsh. They mm-hmm. um, they built the new railway. Like, you know, there's, there's characters in there that have start bringing in money and making money and the old people, are, old money is like starting to get pushed out. So it's so fascinating because mm. they've, I think they've really done a timeline quite well. Nice. So if you're into yeah. that kind of thing, watch it. And Meryl Streep's youngest daughter is in it. And just like all her, her other sisters, they are just brilliant young women and they are such great actors. And I absolutely love that they've never 
ever gone on the coattails of their mother. They've used their dad's, always used their dad's last name. Yeah. And mm. they're just great actresses. Really great. So she's brilliant. And Cynthia Nixon is so un-Miranda in it that it's oh, just worth watching good. for that. Um, so, so we've got a chick in the now. You're doing our chick in the now this week. Chick in the now. We take a chick who is doing amazing things in the now. Right now, yeah. Right and now. We, we pay homage to her. And we who basically is she this week? just give her a clappity clap. So today, yeah, we give um, her a shout out. Today I'm going to tell you about Amanda Mackenzie, uh, and Amanda Mackenzie um, is incredible. She, when she was um, on schoolies, she was 18, all of her mates were off, you know, getting on the passion pop, Um, and she decided that she was going to write her life plan, and her number one goal at the top of her list was, um, quote, to save the world from environmental pollution before she turned 30. Wow, that's a big um, she, lit- right? It's pretty big I mean, manifesto I right there. I wasn't thinking about that stuff. I didn't even go to schoolies, but um, Me neither. I didn't go to schoolies either. No, I was not interested. You? Yeah, I no. was, but I wasn't. I stayed because I liked a guy. He um, went to schoolies. You, you you didn't go because you liked a guy who went mm-hmm. to schoolies, who I thought wasn't going to schoolies, so I stayed behind. See. Oh, fucking the beginning of yeah. my bad decisions about men. <laughs> fucking, fucking. Um, so, yeah, so this was, a, this was a big kind of dream, right? Mm. Um, and then in um, 2006, she actually founded, her and her sister, founded the Australian Youth Climate Coalition. Um, oh, my God, that's huge. Yep. And just before that, she'd also sort of dabbled in it. Um, her and her sister also started um, this thing called Ascent, which is the Australian Climate Change Education Network. And mm-hmm. she would go around to universities, her and her sister, and they would just talk about climate change and try to get young people kind of involved in the conversation. So, um, so yeah, she then officially founded this Australian Youth Climate Coalition. It became one of the um, Australia's largest climate change advocacy groups with more than 100,000 mem- members. And for her, it was just about giving young people a platform to get involved in the conversation because she realised that obviously climate change, climate change is going to affect young people more. So she thought yeah, she could get them is. on board. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. In 2007, she wrote a thesis um, called Designing an Australian Emissions Trading Scheme that is Compatible with the Global Carbon Market. Um, And then she got a job at the Climate Commission um, as a comms manager. And when the Abbott government came in, Mm. the first thing on his list to get rid of was the Climate Commission. I didn't know that. Yeah, what a cunt. He kept, that was the first thing he abolished. He abolished the Climate Commission, the only, the only body in the Australian government that provided accurate information about the climate. Well, of course he'd get rid of it then because he was a climate denier, still is. Yeah, yeah. so he got rid of it and so she thought, I'm going to create my own um, and I'm going to create it. It's going to be a non-for-profit. And we are going to raise money through crowdfunding. Um, she set up a basic website. She set up her own fundraising platform. 
And she asked, she made a video and she just asked people to chip in and to help raise money to reinstate some kind of, you know, body around around climate change. She launched the website at 12 o'clock midnight. By 6 a.m. the next morning, she was getting $1,000 an hour wow. in donations the- after um, she held a press conference that next day and after the press conference they'd raised $100,000. Um, $50,000 at the end of the first day. Oh my God. And then she went on to raise $1.3 million. It's the largest crowd, crowdfunding um, operation in Australian history. And it is the Climate Council of Australia. The Climate Council. I'm looking that up. The Climate, Climate Council. Council. It is um, pretty much, I mean, I've seen the Climate Council stuff everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, and it's it's gone on to play a significant role reshaping the public conversation on climate change. Yeah, it really um, is. She's talking about, you know, public debate around discussions of renewable energy and shifting public understanding of extreme weather. She's really into kind of weather and, you know, why yeah, stuff happens. But how amazing is that? She It's incredible. She and she, and she does a TED talk, a TEDx talk in Melbourne, and um I've also watched a couple of interviews with her and she's her symbol, this is so beautiful, her symbol is the hummingbird and oh. she says because she was told this amazing story about how a hummingbird just all it does is go around and give droplets of water to, you know, certain flowers or yeah. just, you know. That needs That, that needs, needs them. them, yeah. And she said so if we all just looked at ourselves at a hummingbird and just mm. did little tiny droplets in places mm. that need it, we can we can together create change. So I just think she's amazing. She's, I, don't, I think she's still not 40 yet. Yeah, wow. And she's achieved so much. Wow. Um, well, I've just signed up to her newsletter, newsletter. their newsletter. Yeah, get that too, yeah. And I've also joined the Climate Council. Great. So that's a really easy thing to do. You can join and you can donate. And you can still donate. be donating yep. too. So um, just incredible that a young woman has started this. Yes. And mm-hmm. she is so right saying that it's the little drops because that is the hardest part for everyone to get their heads around. Totally. What can I do? Yeah. You f- really do feel overwhelmed and helpless. Yeah. So being told it's just the little things that you can Tiny. do mm-hmm. that will make mm-hmm. a huge wave. Yeah. And, and that that helps. It just alleviates your stress immediately. Yeah, and she says also think about the the great change makers in the world, you know, Nelson Mandela, Gandhi, all of these people who all thought that at one point in their yes. lives. What yes. can I what do? What could I do? What could what I do? one person do? And she's one of them. And she is one of them. Can you believe that at schoolies? Yeah. But before I'm schoolies. Gonna, I'm going to yes. I'm going to change Amanda McKenzie, is it? Amanda McKenzie, we salute you. We salute you. You are a legend. My chicken history today Mm. is, you know, normally, this is a bit of a different one. It's a bit of a different one. Um, But I think it's a good one because of the, the relevance of her right now. Sure. Um. Normally we talk about chicks in history that are lesser known. Mm -hmm. This woman is very well known. Okay. So what I've decided to do 
because she's so well known, is and I don't know a lot about her, mm-hmm, mm. I've decided to find out some little factoids about right. her that you may not know. So I'm going to tell you a few things about her that I have found really interesting. Um, her name's Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II, to, oh, be, um, who? to be precise. Who? She's <laughs> um, she's a queen and she's queen. still alive and just the reason that I'm doing her today is because this very month, on the 6th of February, just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. it was her Platinum Jubilee. Do you know what Platinum Jubilee is? 100 years? No, only <laughs> 70. 70 years on the throne. She couldn't have been on the throne. She, could, she couldn't have, no. But you idiot. Platinum Jubilee. So Platinum Okay, 70 years. So, because, yeah, ju- Jubilee, Golden Jubilee is 50, isn't yes. it? And then, so okay, this is platinum, a platinum, another 20. Years. She's Holy been on that throne dooly. for 70 years. And so that's why I thought it was years. worth kind of shouting out to her because this is a feat that no one else has. Yeah. Has done. Yeah. Like she is the longest reigning monarch in British history. Incredible. Like 70 that is years. Incredible. So, mm. I'll tell you a bit about her first. She was yeah. born. On April 21 in 1926 Mm. in London and she became the Queen of Great Britain and Northern Ireland on the 6th of February 1952 following the death of her father. Do you remember what his name was? Henry William. George. George. You you would eventually get it because they always (laughs) use the same names. (laughs) He was George VI. Okay, yeah. So that's George. a V and King a one. King George the Sixth. Okay, is that so the that... guy that had the stutter? No. Yes. Oh God, you're the getting King me there. Snitch. I don't know about him enough. Yeah, no, that's but okay. Yes, Sorry, I'm throwing the curveball. It could very well be. I I have a feeling that was Albert. Okay. And maybe his dad. Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay, we'll cut that but out. yeah, <laughs> cut that out. Anyway, so um. Not only is she the longest reigning British monarch, she's also the longest lived sovereign that Britain has ever had. Right. And I don't know what the hell that means. So a monarch and a sovereign, I don't know. We could find out. We could. Would you like to know? Yes. Hey, Siri, what does sovereign mean? A supreme ruler, a special monarch. No thanks, that'll do. So she's okay. a, a supreme ruler, okay? Yeah. Longest living one in that Britain has ever had. Wow. Mm-hmm. And did you know she did not enter the world in a royal palace? No, I know. Did yes, you know I that? I did know that. She was born in a townhouse. I did know that, yes. I didn't know that. Yes. And she was born at her maternal grandparents' house, 17 Bruton Street in Mayfair. There you go. Wow, wow, wow. So her grandfather was George V. Okay, so that wasn't Albert. So George V was the king. Mm -hmm. Her dad was George VI and he became king. Do you Mm -hmm. know why he became king? He wasn't supposed to be king. Because George went and had an affair? Nope. Oh, I'm too far. Nope. too soon. I've too, yeah, I've no. I've, yeah. George didn't have an affair. Oh, what did what happened? No. He got what sick? happened? No. No. 
George the the sixth. Yeah, he was never supposed to be the king because he's the second son. Yeah, but the his first son, brother Edward, had an was affair. Supposed to be no, he didn't have an affair. <laughs> When's the affair coming? What he did, he married a divorcee. That's right. Do you that's know her name? Right. Yeah, that's um. I've read the book. Um, yep. It's called Brilliant That movie. Woman. It's amazing. It's um. It, what's her name? Wallace Simpson. Wally. Wally Simpson. And there's a brilliant movie, if you haven't Incredible. seen it, called W.E., made by Madonna. She needs to stay behind the camera because it is such a great movie. It and is. she kills movies when she's in front of the camera. <laughs> but she actually does a really good job when she stays behind the camera. So that is a great movie. So if you're listening, Mads, please stay behind the camera because yeah. that was a great, great movie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so he had to abdicate. That's it. His That's crown abdicate, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. that meant that his brother, his little brother George the Sixth, became king. And Just like that, boom. That meant then Elizabeth was next in line. God. So she knew when her dad died, she was going to become the queen. When she actually heard her, this is this you may not know about this. Mm. When she first heard that her uncle had abdicated, she was ten and she was at swimming lessons, and she could hear the bells tolling and everyone on the streets singing, chanting, "Long live the king! Long live the king!" Wow! So, and she was like, "What? What the? What on earth is going on?" (laughs) Gurgle, gurgle in the water, splishy, splash, splash, and her, um, and they came in and told her. So um, another little tidbit that you may and, not sorry, know. Would she have mm-hmm. understood? She would have understood at the yes. age of ten absolutely. what that meant for her. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, she would have known immediately. Imagine the pressure that her dad was. Her life from that moment, her traje- trajectory was going to change. That yeah. at some point in her life, a lot later down the line, in everyone's minds, that she was going to end up being the queen. Probably in her late life, yeah. you know, her dad yep. would live for yes. a long time. Um, a little, another little tidbit about her that you may not know, she was eight years old when she met her future husband, Philip. Okay, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. Wow. They were at a wedding, a, a Greek and a Scandinavian, I think, were marrying each other. They were there. It was a royal wedding for another country. And... They met at then, but it wasn't for five more years that they met again and they started writing letters to each other. Oh. They were like she was 13 then. How old so, was he? Was he like um, older or? Yeah, he was only a little bit older, a bit but older. not much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um, so cute. So they were, yeah, they were kids when they met and they were teens when they started writing letters to each other. And, you know, you know the rest. We'll that's a great there. love. It is a great love. It's yeah. the longest. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there too. Okay so, yeah. okay, so what age do you think she was when she delivered her first radio broadcast? 17. Nope, 14. Oh! How young is that? 14. She delivered, um, she addressed the children who'd been evacuated from Britain to America, Canada and elsewhere during World War Two, owing to the Blitz, on BBC's Children's Hour. Gosh. At fourteen, isn't that incredible? Like That's what? Insane. What a fourteen. Fourteen. So back to Philip yeah. and the love that they had. Mm. 
How long do you think that they were married before he died? He died quite recently. I reckon. And she's been on the throne for 70 years now. 60 years? 73. 73 years they were married for when he died. Gosh. That's a whole lifetime. It is. It's an entire life. When she, um, when they got married, it, this raised a few eyebrows. Even though it was 1947, she used the word obey in her vows. Oh, I will obey. I will obey yes. him. Yeah. And they were like, but you're royal. <laughs> like you're going to be the queen one day. You're and trump his. Yeah, but yeah. at her coronation to becoming the queen, he knelt before her and he took a knee. Yeah, and pledged his life and um, his liege to her. So it, it went it went both ways. Oh. She obeys him as a wife, but mm-hmm. he has to obey her as the queen. As the queen. She trumps him, basically. She does. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so she They'd only has. Like, yeah. They just be like, you know, just had dinner and they're like, who's going to wash up? And then she's like, you you better. No, I'm the queen. Yeah. But he's Go like, but you're my, you're my wife and, and, then the, like, and my the queen's wife. got nothing to do with dishwashers, dishwashing. And she goes, you know what, you're right, I'm doing the dishes again. You're right, I've got to obey you at some point, don't I? And he's like, damn right you do, darling, damn right you yep. do. Get him there and do those dishes. Um, she only has one sister. Yes. What's her name? Margaret. Very good. Very good. You're doing very well on the Queen trivia. Thank you. She has four children. Yep. She has eight grandchildren. Yep. And she has 12 great-grandchildren. Wowzers. She can spread. <laughs> She's a Her blood, spread. that is. Yep. yep. How many residences do you think she has? Twelve. Okay, half that. Six. Six. <laughs> Can you name any of them? She has Windsor Castle. Very good. She has there's a there's a countryside one mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. On the com- yep. in the country. There's a few in the country. She's got to, yeah, I don't know their names. Well, there's the big one. What's the big one? Westminster Abbey. No, it's oh. <laughs> a church. <laughs> Let's try Buckingham Palace. Oh yes. <laughs> Oops. Westminster Abbey. <laughs> no one lives there but the nuns. <laughs> Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. <laughs> There's. I love it. Yeah. Um, Buckingham Palace is her official residence. It's of her course. official London residence. Yeah. Um, I thought that and was it, Windsor Castle. Is it not the same no, thing? That's the oldest occupied castle in the world. Windsor Castle. And that's where she spends her private weekends. Oh, with the dogs. William hunting. the Conqueror chose that site for the castle in the wake of the Norman Conquest. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, she spends her week her weekdays at uh, Buckingham Palace and it's been that way ever since 1837 for the royals, the uh-huh. British sovereign. Uh-huh. Um and it also serves today as the administrative headquarters of the monarch. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit going on in that place. Yeah. Yeah. She's also got the Balmoral Castle. Balmoral, which is that's her yes. private Scottish estate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's also got Sandringham House, which is her Ooh. private country home in Norfolk, 
That's where the royals spend their Christmas. Beautiful. She's got Holy Rood or Holy I don't know how to pronounce this. Holy Rood Palace. Holy Rood. Yeah, it's okay. spelled H O L Y R O O D. Hollywood, That's yeah. also in Scotland, based in Edinburgh. The Queen normally spends one week here at the end of June or the beginning of July. Okay. okay. You'll probably find Hunting out why season. soon. Um, and then lastly, she's got Hillsborough Castle, which is her official residence in Northern Ireland uh-huh. and also the official residence of the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland. So I had no idea that she had that many residences. No, or that she has one in Northern Ireland. That's yeah, I don't reckon she spends there very much time there. Yeah, All right. So this is just another little tidbit. Let's talk about the wedding. How mm-hmm. many pearls do you think was on her wedding? Were on her wedding dress? A thousand and twenty-four. Very good, but no cigar, not even <laughs> close. Try ten thousand pearls. Oh my lord! Hand sewn. Oh gosh! Onto that dress. Incredible. Oh my gosh. They had a fuck off big wedding cake. Yeah. How many feet tall? Six. Nine. <gasps> Nine foot. For fuck's sake. Imagine making that. Yeah. And um apparently you could get a slice of that. It went to auction afterwards, five thousand pounds per slice. Ooh. Yummy. Probably that fruit you know, cake that lasts 17 years. Yeah, it is. Well, 17. Like, it you, yeah. it lasts forever. Yeah. Um, there is that everyone, like, everyone sent them presents. Did you know that Queensland sent them a wedding gift of 500 crates of tinned pineapple? Like, what? What? Why? Doesn't that sound ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Well, it's very Queensland. Britain was still on food rationings at the time. Oh. And tinned anything was what you wanted. Like gold, So Queensland sending so much because they had so many pineapples, um, they gave it to them and they distributed it, did it, it. Mm. accordingly and apparently it was very well received very very well received so yay queensland you did something good that's good what did we send melbourne and and what did the other states send coal (laughs) i don't know i don't know do you think i think it was things like really you know useful things and i think there was something else like um lazy susan yeah, yeah yeah i think there was a few um pegs sent you know Peg. no i don't know yeah. i don't know i'm making it up I'm making it up it's all made up do you reckon they had do you reckon they they said oh look we don't don't send us presents we've got a wishing well yeah give us envelopes full of money they did actually do that i remember that watching it on the crown did they yeah, ask for they, they didn't ask for money, but they the gifts that you were giving the couple at mm. that time, I remember it's watching on the crown, were gifts that you that they didn't need but could do with what they wanted, and a lot of them were donations for um. Well, that's good. The yeah. struggling Brits who that's were good. really struggling yeah. after the you know the World War and everything. What do so, they need? Seriously? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and I remember watching the Crown and her absolute um, 
a sh- shame mm. at being given such offensively ridiculous gifts that they like silver. You know, yeah. she was like, "We need to do something with this." Like, yes. and they're like, "You can't give silver." two people and she goes why not you know kind of thing so um she's a really good person and that that's actually another reason why uh, I I really am not a royalist but I think the more I find out about this woman Mm. the more I think you're a kick-ass woman who um has done a lot and has been through a lot and you still make really good decisions Mm. I think she makes some bad decisions as well but that's just because you know she's white and privileged yeah and it almost comes with the like territory territory. it does it does and that's what she's expected to to make those decisions and the the choices that she's you know the things that she's had to do in her life has always had to have the monarchy in mind Mm. Mm -hmm. like that would be an extremely pressurized feeling that you must have on you for the rest of your life that you know and she's dealt with it she's dealt with it quite well Mm. so when she was a princess she was on vacation with prince philip in sagana lodge in kenya when she found out about her dad dying and it was Mm. philip that actually broke the news to her and she was only 25 years old he died of lung cancer and um she then had to become the queen at 25 at 25 well uh, yeah a little bit a little bit later 26, mm, 26 um yep. she had her coronation in 1953 she found out her dad her dad died in 1952 mm. um at her coronation she had 8251 guests in Westminster Abbey in Westminster Abbey see there you go. There you go. I knew that would come up at some point. Okay, so while guests, Jesus. Yeah. While she's been in as the queen. Mm. Let's see how many people of power have been in positions of power while she's been sitting in that one position that she's Bro- watched come and go. Come and go. British prime ministers? How many? Yeah. 12. 14, very close. Oh, okay, yep. Same as US presidents. 14. 14. Um, she's actually never met one of them. There's only one US president she never met. Really? Yeah, it was Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh. So, And I'm pretty sure he's the one that took over f- when um, JFK was assassinated, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, I don't know my, my American... No, me neither. How Isn't many popes? Oh, three. Seven. Oh. That's a lot of popes, isn't it, for her? a lot of popes, yeah. yeah. Because I can understand, like, it doesn't, it's a different thing. Like, the, the public doesn't get to vote. But no. So they, she's, she gets to stay. But the pope is, is kind of like the similar kind of. Very similar to her in seven. her reign. God. But seven, to her one. Wow. It, that's quite incredible. And um, she has seven men, must seven I Seven men, yeah. Seven bloody <laughs> Catholics, might I add. <laughs> Doing who knows what. Uh, seven um, straight white men, might I add. How many birthdays does she have? She has two. Two, she does, she does. She one actually in June has, and yes. one in April. 
Very good. Her actual birthday is 21st of April, mm-hmm. but she always se- celebrates in June. We always celebrate, usually the second Saturday of the month, coinciding with the trooping The Colour. It's called a ceremonial military parade. Why is that? Like why is she have Yeah, it's it's two- not unique to her. The tradition began in 1748 with George II, whose real birthday was in November. Um, and decidedly unreliable month in terms of fair weather with a public uh-huh. celebration. Mm-hmm. So Edward the Seventh, likewise, was also born in November. Had an official birthday in summer. So it's because their summer is right, right. Even though we could celebrate her birthday in April, it's always just now everyone's is celebrated June, in June. Weekend. As will Charles. Charles will be the same. Yeah, so and we get a public holiday. Yeah, thank. Who cares? cares? So did you know that in Parliament, any act of Parliament has to be given royal assent, which means permission, by her? Yeah, I did know that only because of watching The Crown and when, um, what's his name? I'll cut this out. Who's the once the one, you know, the, the one she was really close to? Churchill. Churchill, yeah. Watching The Crown and Churchill comes to her and has those mm-hmm. meetings with her. Yes, and with the box. She, yeah, and she the has. Box. Still yeah. got the box today. We just saw a wow. photo of her um, with the box in front of her for her um, Platinum Jubilee photo. Wow. So it's still the most important box. Yes. So that, for a bill to become an act of law, it must be passed by both the House Houses of common and law, Commons and Lords and then receive royal assent from the Queen. Uh-huh. In her lifetime to date, she has passed 3,500 laws. Has she? Yeah. How many has she denied? Two. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Two. I don't know. I have a, I've I only got the positive Google cases. That. Actually none. It's it's actually regarded today as a formality. Right. Royal assent is the monarch's agreement that is required to make a bill into the Act of Parliament. While the monarch has the right to refuse assent, mm-hmm. nowadays this does not happen. The last such occasion was 1707. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, no, it doesn't happen. It's, it's you know, just needs a signature. Just sign it, just lady. Sign just it. sign it. Yeah. Would you, you're going to have to trust us. <laughs> it's a good bill. She's like, okay, all right. Bloody bloody yelling at me. Sign on the line. My just goodness. Trump has a stamp for that. She's just, someone stamps it. So, so now I'm just going to go through a few interesting numbers that I think will blow your hair back a little bit. Please do. I love it when my hair gets blown back. Let's go 600 plus. That's the number of charities that the Queen is a patron of mm. across the UK and the Commonwealth. Good on her. 45,000 plus. Christmas cards sent during her reign. God. 175,000 plus telegrams sent to centenarians oh, in the UK and the Commonwealth. Uh, yes, you, when you get 100, you get a letter from you the get Queen. A letter. You get a letter. 5,000 plus the estimated number of hats that she's worn. Hats. Jeez. She loves a hat. She loves her. a hat. Her, yeah. 
she goes, have I got hat hair? You're like, well, you do now, darling. You do now. You've, you've worn <laughs> over 3,000 hats. What do, you, what do you expect? So 54 is the number. Is the, is of corgis the, she's ever owned. No, we're going to get there. Oh. We're going to get there. Okay, no, she is, um, there is 54 members of Commonwealth Nations of which she is the ceremonial head. Mm-hmm. But there's only 15 Commonwealth realms that she is the head of state for. So today the, the Queen is head of state of 15 of the 54. Right. In addition to Britain, these are Antigua, Barbuda. Australia, the Bahamas, Belize, Canada, Grenada, Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, St. Kitts, Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the Solomon Mm. Islands and Tuvalu. Of the remaining 34, they are all republics while the remaining five have their own monarchies. Right. Which is why she's just the head of state, okay? Right, yeah. The number of times that she's had to apply for a passport? Zero. Zero. Do you know why? Because she owns the keys to the world. She does. To to actually apply for a passport, you um are then a part like you. The queen has to kind of say yes to that, and to say that yes to herself is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Should you? Should I get a pass? Should I be allowed to get a passport? Yes. But done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> No, she doesn't have to have one. Yeah, no. She doesn't have to have one. Also, she doesn't have a, a driving license for the same reason. Oh, God. She's, that it's, it would be her appointing it to herself and you can't do that. You can't do that. She's almost state, so she's stateless. She's driving no, around doing donuts. A doughy. In a big Land Rovers just fucking, you know, woo. What about drink driving? What if she gets pulled over? Does it matter? She can drive all around. She can do whatever she wants. Balmoral bloody castle without a bloody license. That's like me when I was 16 and drove my friend's mum's car. She thought I had my peas. Didn't have them. Didn't. When I got them, ran ran inside going, just got my peas. And she's like. Oh, no. What? I thought you had your peas. You've been driving my car for the last six months oh my god that is Oopsie. so dangerous what she goes to you what do you think you're the queen or something <laughs> totally. oh my god okay so we've only got a few more left to okay. go yep are you enjoying this loving this? it loving it there there are only two of the commonwealth nations that she has never been to mm. they are rwanda and cameroon and i don't know why really i would have thought she'd been to, to Rwanda, Rwanda, yeah, because Rwanda's had some real problems. Yeah, okay. No, never been. Yep. She doesn't want to go. All right. No, nah, thought about enough. it, get fucked. The weather. All right. Guess how many corgis she's had oh. during her reign. <laughs> God. 54. Well, no, there's not that many, only 30. <laughs> Still? Still. 30? It's a lot of dog. That's it's a lot, a lot of little of dogs. Dog. Yeah. And lastly, you'll find this because we love the Queen, but what we love more than anything is dogs. So let me just leave it on this. Okay. The royal household witnessed the birth of a new breed of dog that she actually invented. It's called the Doggy. It was a hybrid that emerged when one of Elizabeth's corgis mated with a dash hound named Pipkin, belonging to Princess Margaret. 
Is she the only person who has a doggy or is yeah. that now a thing? No, it's a thing now. Really? The doggy. The doggy. God. Yeah. Does anyone out there have a doggy? Yeah, does anyone have one? I want to see a doggy. There'd never been one like officially bred before right. that. Before so they're that. probably all over the shop now. Oh, God. I mean, they'd just be a really extra long dog, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would because they're both really are long dogs. They're like, yeah, they're long and long and short, and so are corgis, and so are corgis. So, so that's just doubly short. You know what they would have? They're probably sticky up ears. Yeah, like they, instead of the dash hound floppy yeah. ears, they've probably got like, oh my god, yes. I need to. I'm going to Google. I need to Google that. A doggy, doggy, and that's it. That is that is the queen. As we know her, long live her. Like what a kick-ass woman. She uh, is going to live a while and I think, you know, well, by the time we have a king again, which will be Prince Charles, King Charles, mm-hmm. um, she will have done amazing things. And Yeah, it's incredible, good on her. isn't it? I mean, yeah. she really is probably one of the most known women in the world. Mm. But so unknown at the same time. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. All those facts, because I mean, that's also a, that's a lifetime of not of being in the public eye, but not being in the public eye, because you don't mm. we don't really know a lot about her. Yeah, that's right. And you know, she is a person at the end of the day with quite an incredible backstory. God, and to do that at twenty five, and her mother time. lived a really long time. Yeah, the queen. So the queen mother, beautiful. Mm. I really liked her, but um. She was a very fierce woman as well, a strong woman, and lived a long time. So I think that Elizabeth will follow in those footsteps. Mm. That was really good. Thank Thank you. you. That was a great first step back. I feel like we've, you know, we're getting back into the swing of things. Um, Yeah. Interesting woman in history. Thank you. You're welcome. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Please uh, DM us or email us at... Chickstree podcast at gmail.com. You almost forgot it, didn't you? It's been a while. It has. Yeah. It has indeed. It's so good to be back and I hope you're enjoying us back in your ears. And thank you for all those lovely messages we got from people saying, when are you coming back? We miss you. We back, baby. Well, just we be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye.